0: The eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey your word that I hear today in Yeshua's name. So, Thursday was Tubishvat on the Jewish calendar, which literally means the 15th day of the month of Shabbat. All right, Rabbi Carol, so it's the 15th day of the month of Shabbat. What does that have to do with us? Well, it is the Jewish holiday honoring the trees that God has given to us. One article said this day marks the season in which the earliest blooming trees in the land of Israel emerge from their winter sleep and begin a new fruit-bearing cycle. I have to say that Israel has been one of the nations that proactively sought to plant trees. In fact, the Jewish National Fund, which is... An organization that does that in Israel has planted over 250 million trees in the last hundred years in Israel, which is a lot of trees for a country that is about the size of the state of New Jersey. And uh, so they've been very proactive about that. But when we look in the scriptures, my heart was just uh, uh, taken to this concept of the trees. Uh, God talks a lot about trees in the Bible. He encourages us how to properly care for trees. Uh, IN TAKING CARE OF HIS CREATION THAT HE HAS uh, GIVEN TO US. BUT HE ALSO USES THE TREE AS AN imagery TO TALK ABOUT YOU AND ME AS HIS FOLLOWERS. Uh, THROUGH THE PROPHET YESHIAHU, HE TELLS US IN CHAPTER 61 VERSE 3 THAT WE WILL BE KNOWN AS MIGHTY OAKS OF RIGHTEOUSNESS, PLANTED BY ADONAI AS A LIVING DISPLAY OF HIS GLORY. The psalmist says of himself, but I am like a flourishing olive tree, anointed in the house of God. I trust in the unending love of God. His passion towards me is forever and ever. So as we navigate through the twists and turns of life, I really believe it is important that we understand who we are in Messiah. Certainly chaos and uncertainty of the world around us can make us as people Uh, feel helpless and unclear as to how we are supposed to uh, survive through the challenges that might be thrown our way. However, Adonai wants us to not only understand how he sees us, but he wants us to actually be who he has created us to be, which means that we can flourish even in the most difficult of times. So today I want to encourage you and me to be the mighty oaks of righteousness that Adonai has called us to be and to flourish in whatever situation that we might find ourselves in. I think it's very important that God did not call us rumbleweeds. He didn't say you mighty rumbleweed. He didn't say you mighty thornburst. All right. He calls us trees of righteousness. Here in Isaiah, it uses the imagery of an oak tree. Uh, The other two trees that are often used are the palm tree, uh, the olive tree, uh, the cedars of Lebanon. Again, these are all majestic trees that God likens us to. And he calls us these trees of righteousness and speaks over us that we will be those who flourish no matter what happens in the world around us. So, what does that practically mean for us? So, I want to look at Tehillim Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, to start uh, the message today. The psalmist says, What delight comes to the one who follows God's way? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of Adonai, meditating day and night in the true revelation of his light, in other words, in his Torah. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry never fainting he is never dry never fainting he is never dry never fainting get the point here but ever blessed and ever prosperous so the first point i'm going to talk about today i'm going to spend most of my time on this point because it is the foundation for the other two points so to be mighty oaks of righteousness means that we need to have deep roots Friends, we have to be rooted deeply, deeply, deeply to be able to stand as trees of righteousness. Verse 3 says, we are standing firm. The only way to stand firm is to have deep roots. A mighty oak tree that is flourishing is one that has sunk its roots into the ground. We don't have uh, mighty oak trees in our backyard, but we have quite a few pines. You know, and uh, we live in the Pine Barrens, and, um, you know, there's going to be some winds over the next couple days, and and we will lose a few branches, but those trees, even though there's one that sort of leans, they're rooted in the ground, so we're not really fearful of those trees falling over. Uh, We did have a tree when we first moved in that we're not sure why the builder left there, and we had it removed (laughs) because it was close to the house, and it looked like it was dying, so its roots were... And we took care of that. But those trees are so rooted, you know, it would take a lot uh, to pull them out of the ground. And God uses this imagery to encourage us uh, that we are these oaks of righteousness flourishing, but you have to have deep roots. So there are four areas I want to encourage us with today. First, verse 3 says, We are standing firm. And again, the only way to stand firm is to have your roots sunk into the ground. Why is that important? Because I've said on many occasions, and so has my husband, and the reality is it's your experience and my experience. Uh, troubles come our way, all right? I don't care you know, how old you are in the Lord, how strong your faith is, troubles come to us. Storms happen in everyone's life. Tumultuous times comes to all of us. So how do we survive, or more importantly, thrive through those tumultuous times? It is because we have deep roots. So again, four areas I want to encourage us with here in this part of the message. First, we must be rooted in the Messiah. To know Messiah should be the cry of my heart and of your heart. Listen to what Rav Shaul says to the Kehilah in Philippi. Chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regarded all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing, knowing, we talked about this last week in my message, Yeshua the Messiah as my Lord, To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Yeshua the Messiah and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. He was rooted in the Messiah. His relationship was solid. You know the story of Rav Shaul. If you have read the New Covenant, you know that this man experienced many tumultuous times. He was shipwrecked on many occasions. He was beaten many times. He was left dead uh, uh, on one occasion. He had a snake bite him. Through all of those, he flourished, he prospered. Why? Because his roots were deep in his relationship with the Messiah. And that is what you and I need to have to flourish. To stand firm as a mighty oak, you must be found in Messiah. Rob Sheol was not shaken at all because he pursued Yeshua more than anything else in this world. Friends, when you and I pursue the Messiah, when we make him the lover of our soul and the delight of our life and the priority of everything we do, it makes us grounded and rooted so that the winds of life will not toss us to and fro. The second thing is we must be rooted in the Ruach, in the spirit of God. Yeshua promised that he would send the Ruach to us. In fact, he said it was important that he leave this world so that he could send the Ruach to us. In Yochanan, John chapter 14, verse 6, and he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of God is to lead us and to guide us to give us knowledge and understanding of the word and to empower us to be victorious in life friends we are a spirit-filled congregation if we want to stand as those mighty oaks of righteousness we have to be rooted in our relationship with the ruach Hakodesh. we need to cultivate that relationship with him and draw upon him to be our helper to be our guiding light through the darkness that surrounds us, through the uh, difficulties and challenges that we must face. Someone once said, never leave home without him. The Ruh HaKodesh, he needs to be your best friend. Yeshua sent him to be with us. And when we are rooted in him, it helps us to stand strong, tall, and firm. The third area that we need to be rooted in is in the Word of God. Reading from Yehoshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be successful. Without our roots sunk into the Word of God, friends, you're going to be tossed to and fro like the waves of the sea. God wants us to get ourselves in His Word. If you are ignoring reading, meditating, and memorizing the Word, you are doing harm to yourself. You cannot thrive. You cannot flourish without the Word of God. You will be anemic, barely able to make it through the day, as you are overwhelmed by the stuff life sends your way. You need the Word. It is the stabilizing force in your life. Get your roots sunk deep into it so that you can withstand whatever stuff the enemy throws your way. Think about it. How many are going to eat today? All right? All right, what's the rest of us going to do? (laughs) I don't say how many, I haven't eaten yet. But I will eat today, right? So we eat every day, most of us. It's true. Sometimes we go through seasons of fasting. And on those times where I'm at the end of the fast and I can go, we do uh, intermittent fasting, my husband and I. So we go 16 hours without food. And sometimes that will go a little longer because if I get busy doing something, my Martha mentality, I just keep going. But I can tell you my body begins to feel the effects of not eating food for 16, 17, 18 dollars, uh, hours. In fact, there are times when my family says, oh, Mom, you need to get something, because they can tell I'm a little weak like this. How much more do we need the Word of God? Because the Word of God is food to our spiritual man. And friends, you cannot keep ignoring the Word of God and expect to stand firm through the trials of life. You need to be grounded in this Word. You need this food of the Word of God to to nourish you, and you need it so that you will grow tall and strong. Your roots need to be sunk deep into it, reading it, memorizing it, meditating, and most importantly, doing what it says be doers of the word not like yaakov says not like those who look in the mirror and walk away and forget what they look like that's how some people approach the word all right they're here the message today and then uh, later tonight it's all gone and tomorrow they haven't even uh, given thought to it and the same way if we read the scriptures we read it check the box off all right let me live my life how i want to friends the word should be such an integral part of who we are that is the only way you will be rooted to be the mighty trees of righteousness that god has called you and me to be and the fourth area is we must be rooted in the local Kehilah, a congregation reading from the book of messianic jews hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 through 25 and the writer says so now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time. This is not the time. Can I say it again? This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Friends, there are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. We need each other. For all of our years of ministering together, Rabbi Michael and I have always been about community. Our heart's desire and our efforts have been to encourage and cultivate a strong community of believers that support one another. This past year saw challenges, not only for Beth Emmanuel, but for congregations around the world. I have to say people find it easier to stay at home than to get in the car And come to the congregation don't get me wrong we are grateful for the technology that God has given us although in the first service it didn't work all right so there was no streaming in the first service and right now during this service it's not streaming on Facebook by itself I had to share the link from our YouTube so we are grateful for the technology we believe God has given it to us as a tool as a tool as a tool, not a replacement, hello, not a replacement for the community coming together. Not a replacement for personal interaction and connection. And you may think I don't need it, if you think that you need it more than anyone else just telling you our presbyter shared last year as they were opening up they opened up a, a little around the same time we did there in June or so and like us he opened up three services his congregation's a little larger than ours expecting that everyone would want to come after we hadn't been able to meet for a couple of months but he soon realized that he only needed two services and I remember him sharing one time in one of the meetings, he said that he had someone uh, who had reserved seats text him on Sunday morning and say, you pastor, you can give our seats to someone else. We have decided to go to the beach. Really? Really? You're going to go to the beach instead of meeting together with the, the Kehillah? Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing with going to the beach. Although I'm personally not a beach person, I don't like laying out in the sun. That's not my thing. It's never been. I like being in the sun, but not, you know, laying on the beach in the sun. And there's nothing wrong with going to a park or going to do anything. But to do that instead of connecting to the kehila that God has placed you in, friends, That's not healthy for any of us. And to go to the park or the beach or the forest, (laughs) wherever you wanna go. And to do whatever you wanna do, let's put it that way, whatever your thing is, I know, a forest, (laughs) right? Because you think I will catch the streaming later, I will catch the podcast later, Friends, that is not being rooted in the Kehillah. And again, we love the technology, and it's there for a purpose and a reason. And there are some people who can't make it. And we are touching people around the world, and I am grateful for that. I've told you before, I get emails and contacts from people. Randy sends me the stats on our podcast, and it's amazing to see that we are touching people literally around the world. So there's a the purpose for it. But if Beth Emanuel is your home congregation... And if you're listening today and you have a home congregation, then you need to be in that home congregation. You need to be connected and rooted there in that Kehillah. Friends, I don't know what the future holds for the body of Messiah in America. But I want to tell you, your rabbis have some concern. There are some policies being proposed uh, that go against our faith. Let me put it that way. All right. Uh, I'll be sending you something from our Defense League who asked us to share so you can see exactly what some of these policies are so you can be praying with us. Uh, The policies that, uh, again, could affect uh, our faith. Let me just, again, stop there. (laughs) And we should be concerned about that. And if we cannot be connected as a Kehillah, friends, that's what's going to see us through. When you read through the book of Acts, even when you read about the persecuted believers in other parts of the world, you want to know how they survive? Because they're rooted in Messiah, in the Ruach, in the Word, and in a Kehillah. They will do anything to meet together to support and encourage one another. Friends, this is not the time to pull away. This is not the time to pull away. This is the time to connect like ever before, to be accountable to one another, to be an encouragement to one another. So we need to lay a firm foundation. We need our roots deeply sunk where it needs to be sunk into the soil, Messiah, the Ruach, the word and in the kehila. When that happens, when we have this, this firm foundation and we are firmly rooted, there are two things that are going to happen. And I want to share that in the rest of my message. Because we have do- deep roots, it means we will flourish. Verse 3 says of Tehillim 1 says, He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by god's design get it it's not an accident you and i we're connected okay we're connected in the best way possible you know people talk about having connections there's no connection like the connection you have with the creator of the universe my goodness he is god almighty there's no one nothing that can compare to him and we have this connection and because we have this connection by design he has it so you and i will flourish in Tehillim 92, verse 12, it says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of Adonai, they will flourish in the courtyards of God. In Hebrew, sadik katamar yifrak. Tzaddik katamar yifrak. Yifrak, perak, our word flower for my Hebrew scholars here. perachim. When Uri brings his uh, mother flowers for Shabbat. So that's the root of this word yeefhrok. So it has this basic connotation to bud or to sprout, to blossom. It means a plant that is in a state of growth and maturity. And that's what God says about you and I. It's used regularly in the Hebrew scriptures to describe the people of God. And the good thing about the whole picture that God paints when he talks about us flourishing as trees, it is not dependent on what is happening around us. The end of verse 3 says he is never dry, never fainting. The tree that is rooted, that's why I spent so much time on the first one, that is rooted doesn't dry out. Other translation says their leaves do not wither. Just because turmoil is happening around us does not mean we shrivel up and die. It does not mean we cannot be victorious just because there is difficulty and challenges in our world. On the contrary, the scriptures say over and over again, even in the heat of the day, those who find themselves deeply rooted where they need to be are going to flourish that's you that's me that's what god wants for us one writer said the point here is that the hot winds are blowing and the rain is not falling friends that happens in all of our lives and all the other trees that are not rooted are withering and dying but in spite of all the heat and drought your leaf remains green because you are delighting in the word of god again rooted where you need to be meditating on it day and night. The happiness of this person is durable. It is deep because it does not depend on which way the wind is blowing or whether the rain is falling. It gets its life from an absolutely changel- changeless source, and that is God. Friends, that's the source you and I need to be tapped in. Our source is changeless, it limitless because it is God Almighty, connected to him through the Messiah, through the Ruach, through the word, and through the Kehillah that he has placed us in. Changeless and endless is that source. So when I read these verses that describe you and me as a tree and the meaning of the word flourish, I get this picture that God is painting That the one firmly rooted is not just existing. Do you hear what I'm saying? It doesn't mean we're just getting by in life. No, no, no. The picture is one of abundant foliage, it is of someone breaking forth out of the turmoil into that wide, open, spacious place that God has prepared for us. In fact, The word ye frock also has the connotation of breaking forth and even of extending your wings to fly. And God is telling us that he wants us to spread our wings and fly to the heights that he has created us to fly to, friends. See the imagery of God? You're flourishing. Yeah, it might be hot. Yeah. There might be some challenges. Yeah, our world is a little upside down, inside out, topsy-turvy. But what does that mean for you and me? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because we're not tapped into this world as our source. Our source is limitless, changeless. It's God himself. And because my roots are sunk deep in him, I will flourish. No matter what comes my way, I will thrive, no matter what happens, because it's not dependent on the economy, it's not dependent on my government, it's not dependent on one man. He is my source. The heat of the day, the trials of life, the chaos and anarchy around us, the unsettled times cannot prevent us from flourishing. The enemy wants you to give up. He wants you just to lie down and say it's all over. Daniel tells us that the purpose of Hasatan is to wear out the saints. Have you ever felt worn out? I have plenty of times. As I told the first uh, service, I don't feel that way today. (laughs) Woo-woo, that's a good thing. I'm not feeling worn out today. But that's what the enemy tries to do, to wear us out, to make us give up. Because he knows that we are going to flourish. And the only way we won't flourish is if we give up and we disconnect ourselves from the source. So when you stop reading the Word, when you stop uh, relying on the Ruach, when you stop developing your relationship with Messiah, and yes, when you disconnect from your local Kehillah, You are not going to thrive in the way that God made you to thrive. But that's not what Adonai sees. Adonai sees life, abundant life. That's what Yeshua promises for us. Can I have abundant life? even in what's going on in the world today? Yes, you can. Can you flourish even in what's going on in the world today? Yes, you can. What if things get worse for the Kehilah here in America? What's that going to do? Will it stop us? No, it won't. We will flourish, flourish as the trees of righteousness because our source is in him. Amen finally when we are firmly rooted not only will we flourish but we will bear fruit looking at yirmiahu jeremiah seventeen eight, he will be like a tree planted near water it spreads out its roots by the river it does not notice when heat comes i like that verse i like that section it doesn't even notice when heat comes now friends we'd have this discussion a lot in our house we have a lot of discussions these days <laughs> you know and it's not about putting our head in the sands to ignore what's going around us but there's a place where you get where you're not even noticing in other words it's not affecting you it's not impacting you because back to my first point which is why i spend so much time on it because you're rooted where you need to be So you don't even notice when the heat comes. And its foliage is luxuriant. It is not anxious in a year of drought. Let me stop there for a moment. We have discussed this and we have addressed this. Anxiety and fear has been around for ages. We talked about it for years, even before 2020. But in 2020, that spirit of fear took hold and it really manifested itself. And I know some of you have struggled with that. I know some of you listening right now have struggled with fear and anxiety over what's going on in our world today. Doesn't have to be that way, friend. Get yourself rooted in God. And as you are, you will not be anxious, even when drought. Now, that's the time when a tree should be anxious, correct? If there's no water coming, As a tree, I need that to supply myself. But why is it not anxious in the year of drought? Think about the root system of a tree, okay, goes deep. It goes so deep, it taps into a water source that you can't see with your eyes. So it is for you and me. My roots go so deep, I'm tapping into something that people can't see with their natural eye. That's why people should look at you and me as believers and say, how can you be like this? Don't you see what's going on? How how, how can you be thriving like, what's going on? Because I'm tapped in to a source that is endless, that is changeless, a source you can't see. So I'm not anxious or fearful of drought, but keeps on yielding fruit. You know, once again, friends, the trials of life, the heat of the day, doesn't have us worried. In fact, when we are firmly rooted in Messiah, the scriptures are telling us, when we are rooted in the Ruach, the Word, and in the Kihilah, we're not worried about what's going on, why? Because we have confidence in our stores. Our roots are not based on us, on our efforts, not on the circumstances, not on other people, but on the fact that, as I said, they are connected, to Adonai, and receiving life from him. Again, he is the creator of the universe. Who else do you want to be connected to? Throughout all the seasons of our life, we must bear fruit. Fruit bearing never stops for the child of God. Tehillim 92, verse 14 says... Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. As I said last week on Monday, Rabbi Michael and I are going to celebrate 29 years of marriage. So we've been talking about where we're going to go out to eat. I think we have decided, but we go back and forth. may change our mind before then. But So we're talking about where we're going to go out to eat. And just talking about 29 years, et cetera, I said to him, I was sitting by him on the couch, and I said, wow, think about it. We have another 30 or 40 years together. He says, wow, you're ambitious. I said, Caleb was climbing the mountain at 80 years old, Michael. I said, we have things to do for the kingdom of God. Age so, for those of you who feel like you are a little older than you want to be and like, what can I do? I want to tell you, it says, even in the old age, they will bear fruit. Fruit bearing doesn't stop for you and me as children of God. We spoke a little bit about this in our Wednesday night study. Fruit should be a natural byproduct of our life in Messiah. We should be oozing with the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the Ruach, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. We did a series on that a couple of years ago called In Season. And uh, when you are squeezed by the circumstances of life, what oozes out of you? pause is intentional. (laughs) When you are squeezed by circumstances of life, what oozes out of you? Anger, frustration, pride, hatred, jealousy. Those are opposite of what it should be. If that's what's happening, and it happens to this rabbi occasion, okay? Well, what is oozing out I'm not so proud of is telling me that I'm not tapping into the ruach like I need to be. Because when I tap into the ruach, when I am squeezed, the love is going to ooze out, the gentleness, the kindness. The second type of fruit is that of souls. Mishlei, Proverbs 1130 says, A life-lived loving God bears lasting fruit For the one who is truly wise wins souls. I have shared this many times in the last several months. There are people all around you and me in our community looking for hope, for spirituality, looking to connect. I literally receive emails, phone calls, messages on Facebook, text messages every month from people asking about Beth Emanuel and wanting to know more as they're seeking for something beyond what this world has to offer them. I have people reaching to me who I haven't seen or heard of in years. I have people reaching who I've never met before reaching out to talk to me. Friends, people are looking for something that this world does not have. And the crazier that things go, and they are going to go crazier, just saying that the the path that has been set right now, at least, they're going to be looking even more. And that's where you and I come in. Don't use the circumstances of what's happening in our world to stop you or as an excuse not to bear fruit of souls. I want to tell you there's someone that you are going to meet this week, someone that's going to reach out to you this week and it's going to be a divine appointment. Don't let it pass you by because I have to wear a mask or because I can't do the. No, no, no. You need to bear fruit even in this season. I need to bear fruit even in this season. As I shared in last week's message that God says he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you and I could ask. And I shared with you at the end, what am I imagining? What am I asking? I am imagining this sanctuary filled with people, filled with people seeking God, filled with new believers who have just come to faith in their Messiah. I am imagining daily numbers being added to the kingdom of God, of those being saved, through you, and you, and you, and you, and me, through this congregation. You are a tree of righteousness, planted by design, by God's design. You need to bear fruit for the kingdom. There are people who are hungry to know the truth, wanting more than this world has to offer. So let us bear fruit According to who we are. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. I'm going to close here with ironic benediction. But before I do, I want to give opportunity, as always, for those who don't yet have the relationship with God that I have talked about in my message. And perhaps you're one who you cannot find peace in your soul right now and you are very troubled. I want to tell you that God will take away that trouble and he will give you peace uh, that you can't comprehend. So I'm gonna lead in a prayer here. I'm gonna ask those who are in the sanctuary to pray this simple prayer with me. And if you're praying this prayer, maybe you're here in the sanctuary and you have walked away from God and you've been doing your own thing. And you know that God has brought you here because he wants you to reconnect again, get your roots where they need to be. Please come talk to me. And if you're praying this prayer with us online, reach out to me. I've had people do this. You can email me, info at I will respond. On Facebook and YouTube, you can leave a message. I'm the one who checks those channels, and I will get back to you. But God loves you, and he wants you to know him. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know that your name is written in the book of life. He wants you to know peace. He wants you to know your sins are forgiven. So pray this prayer with me, Adonai. Thank you for allowing me to hear this message today. Thank you for loving me. I repent of my sins and I choose today to accept Yeshua's death on my behalf. Help me to live my life for you. Amen. Again, it's the best prayer you will ever pray, and God will forever change your life. And we want to encourage you in this new decision you have made to so encourage you to reach out to myself and Rabbi Michael so we can do so let's close with ironic benediction and i encourage you to be those trees of righteousness the mighty oaks standing tall and firm with a luscious green and fruit just dripping from you amen may adonai bless you and keep you may adonai make his face shine on you and show you his favor. Adonai May Adonai lift up his face towards you and give you peace. May you walk in the peace of God Almighty. Shabbat shalom.